0: Hey why am i sounding like that i don't know but hey welcome welcome to screen speak it is the podcast that's all about movies life and so much more i'm jordan anderson this is my podcast and i'm very happy and sincerely appreciative of the fact that you came by and gave it a listen Um, I normally put in plugs right now for all the stuff for the podcast, but you know what? I'll be nice and I'll save that all for the end of the episode because I just don't really have the energy right now to, to be doling out the plugs at this very moment. So I'll save it towards the end. Okay. I'll do you a favor there. How's everybody doing? You doing okay? Did you have a good weekend? Um, everything good on your end? You staying healthy, staying happy? all that good stuff you got a good got a good work life balance going do you do you feel like you're balanced right now all that all that stuff i don't know if anybody's asked you that for a while or if you need to be asked that or maybe, maybe you don't maybe things are clicking for you and that and that's great if that's the case that's that's fantastic if they are but i don't know it's just it's just really dreary out so i'm just kind of in a i'm in a mood right now people i'm in like a a dreary kind of eh, mood but You know the show goes on, and I gotta get the I gotta get the content out to y'all. So that's what I'm doing, and I do realize that I'm doing it uh, much later in the day uh, than when I typically upload these on Sunday. So I do apologize for that. But if you listen to the last episode, uh, number 22, where I talked about the movie Jacob's Ladder, uh, you'll know that I'm still kind of on the recovery end when it comes to this stomach bug flu or whatever it was that I came down with that really just kind of knocked me for a loop. I've had to rest a lot more than what I typically do. So I've been doing a lot more sleeping and hydrating and just kind of trying to get my energy back. And I can thankfully say that for the most part, it's definitely a lot better than where it was a few days ago or certainly a week ago. Um, But I don't know. No, it's like I'm still kind of like shaking it off a little bit. So if, you know, if I seem a little bit off or a little bit tired on this episode, well, that's because I might just be a little bit tired. But again, I I have a, I got a schedule to keep when it comes to the podcast content. And, and damn it, I'm I'm going to keep it. So let, let's let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right. Let, let's do it. So in keeping and continuing to keep with the theme of October, the month of of horror movies and scary things things why do they say it like that things uh, scary things um, I actually just watched uh, the movie that we're gonna be talking about on today's episode Army of Darkness uh, I watched this actually um, late last night with uh, with my little brother and his girlfriend she had never seen uh, the movie before but I you know I told him that you know I'm only really watching, uh, kind of scarier movies or movies that have horror elements this month for October, all for all for you fine folks on the podcast. And so we decided to watch Army of Darkness because I hadn't seen it for a while. And my little brother, he's he, him and I have always um, we've always enjoyed this movie's silliness. And, you know, it's kind of over the top comedic tones and and that sort of thing. And so I was like, OK, yeah, sure. I'm like, I haven't seen it for a long time and that'll give me a reason to talk about it on the podcast. So sure. Why not? Um, so first off, before I get into the the movie itself, let's just give some general background information for it. Uh, so this movie actually got released on February 19th of 1993. Give me a moment here. i got to take a sip of some water. Mm. That's good. Thanks, water. Um, so yeah, it came out February 19th, 1993. It stars, uh, I guess you would call him a cult cult movie actor, cult movie legend, uh, Bruce Campbell, because even though I've seen him pop up every now and again in you now what you would uh, consider to be like some mainstream movies, uh, most notably he cameos most almost has like a glorified cameos of himself in the, uh, the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man movies. Um, but anyways, he's mostly known for his B movie work and this in a way is kind of a B movie army of darkness um but Bruce Campbell stars him um he's he's pretty great in this movie. Uh, it also stars uh M Beth Dav- David Daviditz. I don't know if I'm saying your name right, lady. Um but that's like his damsel in distress for this movie, I guess. Yeah. So your name, lady. I'm sorry I botched it. Why do I keep calling you lady? I don't know, but you know, whatever. We're going to keep going. So <clears throat> uh, that was not that was not a pleasant clearing of the throat I'll tell you that okay let's i gotta read the synopsis for this okay I, I i already told you guys this is gonna be a bit of a bumpy episode but we're gonna we're gonna get through it so okay so i'm actually holding up the blu-ray right here so i'll just read this um okay so cult superstar bruce campbell from evil dead most notably uh reunites with director sam Raimi, who's previously known for drag me to hell uh, and Spider Man uh, to battle the deadly forces of evil in Army of Darkness, the outrageous effects fueled action epic that will make you scream with fear and laughter. Oh, okay, where's the story on this? Oh, here it is. Uh, forced to lead a makeshift Dark Ages army against the demonic Deadites who possess all of the deadly magic of hell, the shotgun toting, chainsawed, armed, reluctant 20th century time traveler Ash. That's that's Bruce Campbell. Uh, he must save the living from the dead and rescue his medieval girlfriend and get back to his own time. Well, that's uh that's like a really that's not a well written uh, synopsis for this movie. Gotta say that. Um, hang on, I need I need more water again. Dang it! I told you, my energy <clears throat> and my throat and everything else is still not a hundred percent, but. Again, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get this out. We we gotta do it, or I gotta do it, or I telling myself I gotta do it because for oh my gosh, oh, just get just get through this, just get through this episode. Like you know, I I hate even talking like that because it makes it sound like this is a painful one. But like I said, I'm still not a hundred percent, so I'm just, just being real with everybody here. I'm just not a hundred percent today, energy wise. But anywho. <sighs> let's let, let's keep going. See, I need like you hear this. That's me slapping myself in the face. Blah. Stop it. Snap out of it. <clears throat> okay. Let me do a big throat clear, and then I'm gonna get the energy up a little bit. I'm gonna amp it up, and this is going to not be a train wreck of an episode like it is seemingly uh, becoming right now. Okay. So hang on. <coughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh. Ah. Ah. I promise I'm not possessed by an army of the dead. But this is me getting into a a better mind state. Why am I doing this? I don't know, but we need to salvage this episode before I end up getting frustrated and try to redo the recording of this but i don't want to do that right now okay all right i promise we're we're back on track now okay (laughs) jesus (laughs) sorry okay so army of darkness is actually the the third it is the third Evil of the Dead film, uh, technically speaking. It's not doesn't say Evil of Dead in there, but it is the third movie. There was Evil Dead, and then there was Evil Dead 2, and then it became Army of Darkness for the third one. And I, I thought it's it's only appropriate since I'm talking about the third of a of a trilogy to talk about you know the previous two. Um I don't really have a ton to say about the first two movies. The first evil dead. I know I've seen it. It's been some time. I remember the, the, the movies, I mean, both, both movies and even this movie, like part of the tone is like this really over the top, uh, gory. Um, <clears throat> but just like, it's hard to explain. It's like very campy gore, you know, cause it's like really, it's really over the top and just really, um, not realistic in a lot of ways. Um, and, and it's very practical. Uh, that's the other thing. A lot of the, the evil dead movies, the previous two, anyway, they have a ton of practical effects that are really gruesome and, and nasty, but, but it's kind of fun. Um, and, and then again, you know, you got Bruce Campbell, um, who is, uh, he has a lot of charm. He's got a lot of wit to him. Uh, he's very, he's a very sarcastic, uh, his character anyway is very sarcastic, kind of smart ass, uh, sort of guy. And and, yeah, he, he's he's definitely a selling point for those movies. But Evil Dead 2 seems to be the favorite um, <clears throat> for most people that are fans of this franchise. Um, I know there's a, there was a remake that they did um, not that long ago. And I don't really – I don't think I ever saw the remake because I got, like, really disturbed in the trailer from seeing, like, the – I don't know. there's like, some ghost lady, like, taking a knife and, like, cutting her tongue down the middle or something. And I was like, Okay. And like not that I am like have like a weak stomach to gore, but I'm like, do I really need to see that right now? No, no, probably not. And I don't know. I just like kind of the fun sort of lighter tone of the Evil Dead movies. So I was like, I'll I'll just stick with the I'll just stick with the originals and and go from there. But <clears throat> Army of Darkness is of the three Evil of the Dead movies the one that I'm the most familiar with, and certainly the one that I've seen the most. Yeah. Um trying to think when i first saw it i know i know it was introduced to me by my dad um <clears throat> he used to like it quite a bit he's he likes uh i guess i say this in a nice way um yeah it's a nice way my dad always appreciated the very sophomoric uh kind of childish humor of of this type of movie it's uh very very light in its tone it's you know pretty it's not it's not very mature i mean there's some pretty you know, low ball humor in this for most anybody to enjoy. But I don't know, my, da- my dad seemed to like a lot of that stuff uh, when I was younger. And, you know, he, he, he really appreciated this movie and just thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I think I thought so, too. And I, and I still think so. And I know, you know, watching it last night with my little brother and his girlfriend, um, it had been some time since I had seen it. And there's parts of it that I kind of forgotten about. I was like, oh, geez, like, you know, it's, it's pretty corny in a couple spots. But the, the the biggest thing I could say that that I would say with a movie like this is to just go into it with, you know, just go into it open minded and, you know, don't have a lot of expectation with a movie like this. And if you can just suspend, um, just suspend your disbelief. Uh, sus- Why am I doing that? I don't know. My mouth's not working. Um, if you can suspend your sense of disbelief, is that what I'm trying to say? Uh, I don't know. I I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. If you can suspend your sense of disbelief and just kind of just lower your expectations a little bit and just know if I want to see some kind of three stooges like humor, uh, with some really well done practical effects with um, some not so well done effects, but intentionally so because like the crappy effects are kind of part of the appeal, uh, then you should like this movie and also Bruce Campbell. I mean, Bruce Campbell's a big, he's a big drawing point for, um, not big drawing point. He's a big selling point, uh, for this movie because he's a lot of fun he's sarcastic and he speaks his, his humor is uh, very modern. And so it doesn't really go very well in the middle ages, which I guess I should get into that part of it. Why not? So, <clears throat> unlike the first two Evil of the Dead movies, um, this one is a is a time travel movie, and I'm not really sure why exactly. Like, why the the Book of the Dead uh, transports Ash to the Middle Ages? I, I don't really know if that ever fully gets explained. But at the same time, like, eh, it doesn't really matter. It it's time time travel can be fun, and in a horror movie I, or a horror comedy, I guess it's it makes for a fun uh, premise makes for a lot of fun situations. Uh, and most notably it's from the, the fish out of water perspective, which we've seen done in a lot of different movies, whether it's, uh, you know, the classic back to the future, uh, you know, Marty, Marty McFly, uh, in the 1950s, he doesn't really fit in. Um, there's, uh, I I think like what was it like most recently, you know, Wonder Woman, the, the 2017 one, you know, it's not, uh, not a time travel movie per se, but it's a it's a woman uh, that lives on an island full of women that's like being exposed to a world she's never seen. So that's fish out of water. Uh, there, there's other things I could mention for that, but I think you get what I'm saying. Point is, is that Ash uh, before he gets sucked into the Middle Ages from this book of the dead, he works at a place called S Smart. And he always likes to say to people, it's part of his um, many kind of one-liners uh, hu- sense of humor that he has. He's like, shop smart. Shop S-smart. And it's, it, it's, he has a lot of fun with that line in the movie. But <clears throat> he works in the sporting goods department, I think. Uh, he has a pretty pretty average life. He's got a nice girlfriend named Linda, who I guess gets murdered um, from... I don't, I don't know if she was in Evil Dead 2, but it's just, in the opening, they're just like, yeah, I had my girlfriend Linda, and we go out to the cabin, and then all of a sudden, the, the dead, evil stuff comes and gets us, and, you know, k- it kills Linda, and I have to chop off my arm, because it gets into my hand, which that did happen in Evil Dead 2, I do remember that. He has to chop off his arm, because some of the evil gets in there, and then he somehow is able to make his arm, his, his stub of an arm, be... Uh, uh, what do you call it? A, a holding place? I don't really know, but he, he's able to get a chainsaw where his arm used to be, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. It's, ma- it's maybe not the most uh, maybe not the most practical thing in the world, but hell, it looks pretty cool to have a chainsaw for an arm. It's very, very masculine, very cool. Um, but anywho, so so Ash at the beginning of this movie. Uh, this isn't a spoiler. It's probably in the trailer, and you know this movie's been out for a while, so whatever. Um, Ash he gets he gets sucked through this portal and him and his his crappy car land in the Middle Ages and then pretty quickly he gets taken captive by some some medieval people and gets taken over to a castle not far away where they think that he's a spy for some other, um uh, they, I think it's like Henry, the red is Henry, the red and his people. They're like, we hate them for some reason. Cause they wear different colored clothing than us. Or I don't, I don't really know. They don't really flesh that out. It's just, it's like, a, it's a rival, a rival army, a rival people. And he, th- they think that he's a spy with them and they throw him in this pit. And then that's when the, you know, kind of crazy action in this movie happens. The, um, over the top whore, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I will say on this scene really quick and then I want to go back to talking more about the Middle Ages and everything like that. But in this scene, I do like that when he's able to crawl out of the pit, um, <clears throat> people are pretty like, holy crap like this like nobody comes out of this pit alive and he comes he comes out of the pit and he's pretty pissed because he's been trying to tell them from the beginning that he's like, I don't belong here. They don't really care. And then he's you know he's kind of like a god to them because he has all this modern knowledge and you know he keeps calling them primitive screwheads, and you know he, he's he's kind of a dick, but he he has he has a lot of fun with it. And uh, very very famous um, uh, line that he says in this is uh, he has his boomstick, which is a gun because they've never seen a gun before, and there are all of course all the people like oh my god, I'm like what is this? Who oh, what is this wizardry? Oh my gosh! Um, it's a lot of fun. That's that's what I'm trying to say for this. Um, but anyhow, so talking about the fish out of the water story, it's, it's fun because it makes you kind of think like, gosh, if you, if you were in a, a different time period, you know, with your modern knowledge and everything like that, like, like, would people look at you kind of funny or would they, would they think that you couldn't really like fit in or anything like that? I don't know. Um, it certainly makes me think about that. I'm trying to think right now. If I could go back in time to a different century or a different era, something like that, where would I wanna go? And then and then more importantly, why would I want to go there? Um hmm. Well, I'm gonna ponder this for a little little moment. Let's see. Um where would I want to go? Um uh, mm-hmm. well I kind of like the idea of like going back to like the 20s or something like that, but the healthcare is probably awful then. So like, if something were to happen to me, I would. I mean, I guess if I go back in time at any at any point, the healthcare is going to be terrible, and if I get injured or something, it's probably not going to be pleasant. Um. Hmm. This is a tough one. The 60s could be kind of cool. Could be kind of cool to see what's what things were like back then. Um, of course, I do love movies, so maybe, wouldn't it be ideal for me to go to, like, a, a decade of film that would be fun to revisit? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting in the chair here. Um, I don't know. Let's just, you know what? Uh, um, gosh, I don't have a good answer for that. I don't have a good answer for that one right now. I guess I'm not the not the most imaginative person right now. Like I said, this episode is uh it's not going to be the greatest, but I'm going to do it. Um okay. Why don't you think about that? How about that? Why why don't I just ask you? Why do I have to do all the talking here? If you could go back in time, where would you go and why? If you want to let me know, you can go ahead and send send the podcast an email. Send us send us an email at at uh, not at it's screen speak podcast at gmail.com that is the official email of the podcast you want to send me an email you want to tell me if you could go back in time where would you go um you can go ahead and do that i don't really have any prizes or anything like that to give you so you really get nothing for uh for me you know for sending that but I, I could reply to you. That that would be something, right? You'd be like, I got a reply from, from the Screen Speak podcast. What's ScreenSpeak? Well, it's this great podcast where this guy Jordan talks about movies. I, what? I, I don't care about that guy Jordan. Like, shut up. Shut, shut up. Turn off the podcast. But, Dad, I I don't know. where Where is my head going today, folks? I don't know. Why, why am I thinking that only like a 10-year-old kid listens to my podcast? I'm sure adults listen to this too. It's not. It can't just be me. Well, it could just be you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah. What, what do you want? What do you want from me? You expect every episode to be gold? You know, it's not always going to be that way. It's not. You know. So, okay. Why am I? Why am I? Why am I? Why am I making this a thing? Why this? Okay. Just for like the tenth time, Jordan. Let's let's just move on. Let's just keep going. Yeah, I'll keep going on this. I and I promise. I I do want to be here. I do. It's just. Ah, uh, my energy. My energy needs to be back to a hundred percent, and I'm pushing. I'm pushing it. <clears throat> do I need another slap in the head? Maybe. Here, I'll do it again. I'll just a light love tap. Okay. Listen. Three, two, one. Ah. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm back. All right. So, fish out of water story. Did I give all the thoughts that I wanted to share on that? Uh, yeah. I think so. Um. Oh, the, here, here's a here's a funny thing to think about. So part of the fish out of water element in this movie, that's interesting, is that Bruce Campbell's character Ash. He's a pretty sarcastic, yeah, kind of pessimist, macho, you know, cocky, arrogant person. But he's funny. He's a pretty funny guy, and it does make me wonder, like, if I was in a different century or different time. Uh, I'm not saying I had the level of humor or charm that that he does, but I do think I can have my moments where I can be relatively funny from time to time if I choose to. So I kind of wonder, am I do would my sense of humor um, would it really come across well to people of a different of a different time? I don't know. that one's hard to say. I mean, you could argue right now, though it's it's not the same, but you could always test that by going to a different part of the world, a different culture and doing that. But, but even then, you know, like that, that could actually be dangerous depending on where you go. Cause some places like they, they don't like it when you, when you tell a joke, uh, they won't always take it really well. And you know, they, you could get punished imprisoned, prison, killed. Uh, so maybe, maybe don't try that, but back in time, things are interesting. Like, do they have knock knock jokes back then? I don't know. I I don't even have any good knock knock jokes. I used to tell one. I think when I was like in the third grade or something. But you, you know, and then I got out of the third grade. And I'm like knock knock jokes are kind of dumb. So I I don't really I don't really want to do it. Um. <clears throat> all right. Let's let's get out of that. Was, there there was no no substance there. Nothing. Nope. Um. Okay. So there's some fun special effects in this. Uh, namely what I wanted to talk about outside of the practical special effects, which there are some good ones, uh, in here. There's some good uses of it, but there's this interesting thing that they do with the skeletons, the, the deadites, as they call them, the army of the dead. So I don't know, you know, I'm going to, I'll, look it up. I'll look it up because I didn't do this part of the research on here. I don't even know if I can find this. So, uh, army of darkness, skeletons, uh, special effects. Let me see if I can figure out a bit about how they did this because it looks like it's some type of, <clears throat> excuse me. It looks like it was like some type of a, like a stop motion technique or something. So I'm just curious to read into this right now. All right, let's see a first hand look <clears throat> at Sam Raimi's latest effects slate in extravaganza, which further blazes the trail pioneered by Ray Harryhausen. That name's Fountain sounds familiar. Who is that? Ray? Ray Harryhausen got it. This is a beautiful thing about tabs. I can I can look at multiple things here. <coughs> okay, so Ray Harryhausen. He was an American artist, designer, visual effects creator, and oh, okay, so he's he is the person who created stop motion animation. That is pretty. It's pretty remarkable. you you know when you think about that. Like, creating literally... Like, literally being inventive enough to create a type of special effect. I don't know. I think you got to be quite gifted to do that. What did he do? Did he do King Kong? Uh... No, I don't think... He, let's see. So, who... What is Ray Harryhausen famous for? He did stop-motion animation effects. I, I, I get that. Can I see some of the movies he did? Let's see. Um... No, that, oh my gosh, just, I, I just want to, oh, uh, okay, Jason and the Argonauts, that was a famous movie from the 60s, okay, I've heard of that, I don't, th- I don't think I've ever seen that movie, has anyone ever seen that, Jason and the Argonauts, well, whatever, back to Army of Darkness, so, <clears throat> let's see, can I, can I see them talk <clears throat> about the special effects for this movie, I'm looking Reading some stuff, okay, did I, oh my gosh, okay, all right, I'm going to read this part because it looks like it's talking about what I'm trying to see about the skeletons in Army of Darkness, okay, so, here we go, <clears throat> using the former, okay, now okay, okay, I, I sound like, Le- you ever seen Leo Getz in Lethal Weapon, that's kind of where I was trailing off into it, okay, 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 okay. all right, <clears throat> Here's what I'm trying to read off this website. <clears throat> in order to create the Dead Eye Skeleton Army, which rises from the grave to battle the live action castle dwellers, Introvision opted to askew the traditional stop motion approach and perform the process in reverse. Well, that's interesting. Using the former method pioneered by effects wizard Ray Harryhausen, the filmmakers would have photographed the live action first and then inserted the ball and socket skeleton puppet in front of miniature rear projection screens via complementary mats and by back, uh, back winding the film in the camera. That is freaking fascinating. And then IntroVision, which I'm guessing is the um, special effects company that was working on this, decided to shoot the miniatures first and later project the finished plate onto the 60-inch Scotchlight front projection screens. The actor was then placed into the miniature set using, (coughs) excuse me, using IntroVision's unique patented dual screen projection process. Isn't that crazy? Like, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about um, when I think of things that don't get the appreciation that they deserve in movies. And I don't know why I'm turning this into a rant on that, but even listening to what I just described on there for the technical craft that it takes to put to put up a a unique brand of special effect like that that is amazing and it deserves to be commended i mean seriously i think i just feel like average movie movie going um average movie going audiences sometimes like they just see and they just like they you know they shovel popcorn in their face they're just like ah like they can do anything in movies like who cares you know how much work it takes to do that and how much imagination and coordination between different departments and, and people and money and resource and time and creativity. And like, I don't know. I just, that is so cool. That is so cool seeing that that's how they went about doing that. And I'm sure if I wanted to, I could probably keep reading up on this and just continue to get fascinated about how they do this. And just think of the detail, the detail that it takes to do that too. Um, so, okay. I, I can't help it. I, I'm going to read, I'm going to read another section off of this apparently reputable um article here. If anybody wants to look this up, it's from here, let me let me scroll up on this. It's from American Cinematographer, uh otherwise known as ASCMag.com. Apparently they wrote an Army of Darkness article. This was from October 27th, 2020, so it's not from that long ago. Um but I, I I'm gonna read this part here too, because this is also interesting. <clears throat> So it says that the first and most difficult animation sequence undertaken, no pun intended, uh, was a wide-angle graveyard sequence, during which the camera booms up over the hill to reveal the characters Ash and Sheila, that's played by that actress name that I couldn't pronounce, overlooking the vast armies of the dead as they make ready for battle. As many as 50 moving skeletons are visible in the shot, with 15 channels of movement programmed into the Linux Robox motion-controlled spectrum system, on an ibm 286 computer only six of the skeletons were actually animated by hand in the shot the four main 12 inch foreground skeletons consisted of ball and socket metal armatures which parts or sorry with parts uh cold from human anatomy model kits these were animated frame by frame by peter uh kleinow which animated a a six inch grave digger, a sword clopper, and two sets of marching skeletons in the background. Think about that hand animated. Do you realize like they have to get like every movement, every little thing in the right precise place to move and have it be at least convincing to the audience, even if they might know it's a special effect. They're still able to do it, um, very cleverly. Really. It's it's crazy. Should I read a little bit more into this? I think I should. Because, I don't, I mean, hell, you're, you're coming along with me on this. You're coming along with me on this Google, uh, this impulsive Google search. Uh, let's see. The rest of the skeletons were controlled by the computer using wire cables connected to stepper motors. The camera boom and tilt were each operated on two separate motion, cha- motion control channels, programmed to coincide with the live-action boom filmed later on the soundstage. And the entire set was approximately 30 inches by 40 inches and constructed in four force perspective sections, which were made to appear as if they stretched to the distant hills occupying the furthest table, keeping the illusion with a dark cloud backdrop hung on the stage wall. That is incredible. Like, that is amazing. And it's not that I don't think like a a modern movie would do that now, but... I can definitely tell you that this type of, of special effects, it's a little bit more costly because there's much more hand, uh, hands on time that's required to do it. But I don't know. I, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate the, the clever use of practicality and, and practical effects with, um, tricks on, on forced perspective and photography tricks and, and, uh, you know, just filming techniques on this. Like, this is amazing. Anyhow, I could keep going on this, but you know, Army of Darkness. If nothing else, I'm not saying it's like the greatest movie in the world. It's silly. The story can be a little weak at times, but damn it, it is fun, and it is a a technical. It is a te- I, Do I want to say it's a technical marvel? Well, maybe, maybe not. But it's a fun. It's a fun movie to behold technically, and there's some really clever, creative ideas going on in this movie. So if nothing else, show this movie some love for that, okay? Um, <clears throat> let's see. Another thing I want to talk about on here is, oh, I want to talk about a very fun scene. Uh, it's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's where Ash gets to this, I'm kind of skipping ahead in the movie, or not giving any context to this, but Ash skips ahead, or oh my god, I skip ahead. <sighs> okay, I'm skipping ahead to where Ash is retrieving the Necronomicon, this book of the dead, because earlier in the movie it's indicated that he has to recover the book of the dead so that he can actually get home uh, to his own modern time. Otherwise, he'll be stuck there forever and he will probably die, I guess. So, but he has to say he's, he's told that he has to say these three magic words. It's the uh, Clatu Rata. Nick too. that's that's what he's supposed to say but when he gets there it's funny because he forgets the third word it's a very funny scene because there's three books and there's some comic very clever stuff that they do with that where these two books attack him one of them makes him have a really long face I don't actually know how they pulled off that special effect but I I appreciate it I appreciate it it's really good uh, but anywho before he grabs the third book he can't remember what the hell to say and it's funny because, like, he can even see, like, his expressions and everything. He's just like, oh, shit. Like, I can't believe I forgot about this. He's And then he's kind of, like, looking around like, well, ah, like, who cares? Like, you know, maybe I can just kind of, like, bullshit my way through it. And so then he, he does what only classic Bruce Campbell uh, and his sense of humor can do and pull off. He goes like, okay, he gets all, tries to make it sound all, um, you know, very big. He's like Clatu, Rata, Echim! and he just tries to tries to cover it up with a cough. And he's like, ah, like they'll they'll probably buy it. And then of course, like the second he picks up the book, all hell starts breaking loose, and the army of the dead pops up. And again, you have this very fun kind of childish humor sequence where he falls over, and all these bones are coming up out of the ground and poking him in his eyes, and putting you know picking his nose and giving him like a wet willy and all this stuff. And he's like, ah. <laughs> it's it's silly. Okay <clears throat> Is there any more water in this glass? I got like two drops here. This better get me through the rest of this episode. Here we go. That's uh that didn't help. I wanna get up and get more water, but <clears throat> Nah. Nah. Nah, I'm just going to power through. I'm just going to make it through. And I'll be honest, too. I don't think this episode is going to be that long. You know, this is just... You know, if you want to call this episode anything, people, every once in a while, I don't care. I don't care how good uh, somebody is at something, or maybe that's not true. I'm probably just making excuses. This is kind of a filler episode, okay? I'm not going to act like this is going to be the most well done episode I've put together but it's a bit of a filler episode I felt like crap during this last week you know I'm still kind of getting my getting my groove back so can you please just cut me some slack and just be like hey you know what he's still recording stuff for us and that that's nice enough and even though I think he probably should go rest more or uh maybe better prepare episodes before he hits record I don't know you know this is the episode that we're. This is this is it. This is this is it. Now, what do, what do you want? What do you want from me? I, I don't know. Um. All right. What else did I have to talk about for this movie? Uh, I talked about the fun book scene. That's a lot of fun. The chainsaw arm thing. Um. <clears throat> I think I mentioned that. I was thinking off the top if I've ever used a chainsaw. Mmm. I think I've used a chainsaw before. I've only. I've only ever used one once and I think it was like from a, it was a friend of mine's. I was helping him like remove some wood or something. It was like a real, it was a man task. I was helping like a bunch of people remove wood cause, um, there was this big derecho. Um, that's what they called it here anyway, where I'm from this big landmass hurricane that hit about a year ago. And I think I had to use, yeah, I had to use a chainsaw then a couple of times, um, to help clean up some debris from a, a friend's neighbor's house or something like that. It was a, it was a good time. I got some pizza and beer for the the payment, so I I can't complain with that. Um but yeah, chainsaws. <clears throat> it does seem pretty cool um to use for like t- you know taking out like zombies or you know the the evil dead, skeletons, something like that. I I don't think I'd want to have it on my arm though. Um that wouldn't really be the greatest. Um <clears throat> It does get me thinking, though. If I didn't have, uh, in this case, can I tell which arm he has lost? In this, is it really his right arm? Oh my god, that sucks! I, yeah, it's his, it's his right arm. According to the cover of this movie, that is his, his, his chainsaw arm. That would be really shitty for me if I if I had that. It could be my left hand, like my my left arm. That would be better. My right arm's my dominant one. Um, but I don't know. It gets me thinking. If I didn't have one of my arms, and I could get something to replace it. What would I want that to be? Aside from a prosthetic limb, of course, or a robot arm, which, you know, let's talk about that for a second. Um, Why is it? We live in 2021, and and perhaps there's some documented cases of this. Again, I, I don't claim to be an expert. I don't know, you know. But are there robot like arms yet robot augmentations uh augments is that what i'm trying to say like i'm saying like if i like you know lost my arm can it be like star wars where i get like a robotic arm that's metal and i can control it and all that is, is that a thing yet and if so why the hell not why are we not there yet i'm tired of this I, like i'm tired of not having cool future stuff it's 2021 i mean hell even even the original blade runner even the original Blade Runner. And I'm going to double check this to make sure I'm not just talking out my ass. But even the original Blade Runner, I think, takes place in 2017. Let me let me see. Blade Runner. Um, When is it set? Okay, even better. November of 2019. That's when it's set. It's 2021. We don't got flying cars. We don't have androids that are impersonating humans. We don't have lightsabers. We don't have... The Starship Enterprise? I mean, shit. We don't even have a colony on the moon. Like, what the heck? What are we doing? I mean, I got—I don't know. I got Elon Musk is trying, right? Isn't, isn't that the guy? One of the guys that's like trying to actually get us to do cool uh, Q. Why, why do they say? Why don't I say it like that? Is Elon Musk trying to get us to do cool future space stuff? I don't know. And I also realize I'm coming across as the biggest. Like, just generalizing more on right now when I'm talking about this stuff. I mean, I went from talking about chainsaws, talking about chainsaws, to why I'm upset that stuff from Blade Runner is not in the current, present day. I don't know. I mean, th- this, just, this just shows you, when I'm out of sorts, it's not always going to be cohesive and make sense, but, you know, we do what we can. Point is, going back to the damn chainsaw thing, um... I don't know. You you tell me. If you didn't have an if you lost one of your arms and you couldn't have a chainsaw there, or couldn't have a prosthetic limb, what would you have? Would you have a sword? Um, would you have a I don't know a spatula? Would that would that help you? You could you could still make grilled cheese, I guess. I I, I don't know. I, let, let's I should probably start to wrap this one up, right? I mean this this is a pretty pretty dud of an episode, but. Hey, at least least I'm self-aware of that. You know, if someone, like, cites back, hey, you know that episode 23 you did on Army of Darkness? It it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. I would just say, well, I think you might be right, but I'll get him on the next one because I'll tell you one thing about Jordan Anderson here, folks. Why am I speaking in the third person? I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing about me. I'm persistent, and I will not give up. So just because... An episode or here or there might not be the greatest. I'm still gonna do it. I'm gonna do it because I love this stuff. Okay, I love movies and I love podcasting. And I, why, why am I on the defense? Like, why What is wrong with me? Do you, you, you understand what I'm doing? It's like I'm I'm attacking myself, but then I'm I'm defending myself for attacking myself. I don't know. But what I can tell you is this. <laughs> Gosh army of darkness it's a fun movie uh, I realized I probably didn't talk about it as much as I thought I was going to do I think I spent like half this episode self sabotaging myself or saying how I'm like oh this one sucks oh I don't feel that great I'm kind of tired uh, I, I'm thirsty I need more water I just sounded whiny and just yeah I, I get it I get it but you know we, we do what we we do what we can we do what we can but I'll wrap this up Wrap up this episode. I'll make it a shorter one here. I'll just say, Army of Darkness. It is a it is a fun movie. It's got some good some good uh, light humor in it. It do, it does have some kind of scary stuff. Like if I was a younger kid, some of the creepy demon stuff might disturb me in this. But it's mostly fun. Again, I, if I were to if I were to attribute this movie's humor to anything, it's it's like a horror movie, but it's got three stooges like comedy. It's very slapstick and silly. Um, and I think it's self, self, uh, self-aware too. I mean, I think it knows that it's, you know, doesn't need to be taken all that seriously, except you know, there's a couple of scenes where it seems to be kind of leaning into the action side, but it's, it's fun. And Bruce Campbell, he's a lot of fun. I, I like him a lot. Anytime I see him in anything, I'm like, Hey, Bruce Campbell. All right. He's a pretty cool guy. Um, I liked him in that burn notice show. You're, you remember that? That was on USA remember does anyone ever watch anyone ever watch burn notice it's a tv show but he was in that for a long time i i liked him um but anyway this is a fun movie if you're looking for something kind of light to watch for halloween um you know something a, little, a bit different uh, that's got a bit of comedy to it so it's not just a straight horror film but you can have some laughs and appreciate some of the hard work that went into the wonderful special effects of this movie then I think Army of Darkness would be a good one for you. So, there you go. Um, I think that's really all I got, because I think if I go on any longer, um, this will no doubt go uh, on the record for being one of the worst episodes of (laughs) Screenspeak that I have recorded and released. But, uh, yeah, I don't don't have the time. I don't have the time to, you know, re-record this or, you know, whatever. I... This, this this one is what it is. So that said, um, other episodes I've recorded, I think, uh, have some merit to them. And again, why, why am I self-sabotaging myself? You got to stop believing yourself, Jordan. Believe in yourself. It wasn't that bad. Okay. The, the, this is part of my sense of humor, though, guys. I, I, I like, sometimes I like tearing myself down or being a bit uh, self-deprecating. That's the word I like. I do it sometimes to myself and when I'm feeling kind of down and dumpy and whatever, I, I guess I kind of lean into it a little bit more. So I'm sorry if you don't like that, but that's, that's just part of who I am. Sometimes I can't erase it. So anywho, that's it. That's all I got for this episode. Um, I do have, let's see, let's take a look. Oh my gosh. I'm looking, it's going to be October 31st. Uh, in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days. Cause I can't, uh, can't just do it in my head in the week it's going to be halloween whoo halloween i hope you're going to dress up as something cool i don't know if i'll dress up as anything to be honest uh maybe i will maybe i won't uh not sure but i am going to watch some movies but i got two more that's right i got two more uh, halloween episodes that are going to be posted here for the month of october and both of them will be featuring guests so uh no more solo episodes for the rest of this month so get ready for that And with that, uh, I bid you all adieu. I don't know why I'm doing that. And thank you all for coming by and listening uh, to the Struggle of an Energy episode on Army of Darkness, which is a good movie you should check out. Okay, I'm done.